Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hello, Halifax. Welcome back to the very first Halablab of 2019. I am very excited to be coming back to you with another round of interviews of small businesses here in Halifax that maybe you haven't heard about before, or maybe you want to learn a little more about And I've got a great lineup of people lined up right now all the way through February, I think. So we've got lots of people we're going to be talking to. I'm your guest, uh, your host, not the guest. I'm your host, Anita Kirkbride. Today, my guest is Peter Morera from Entrevestor. And we're going to get into what that is in just a minute. But I want to remind you that if you're watching on Facebook Live today, Please do interact with us if you've got questions, if you have used one of the businesses we're talking about today, or you know something about them, you want to interact, we'd love to have that interact interaction and questions. And if you're catching this on the podcast later, I'd love for you to join me live on Facebook as I'm recording some week. We record every Friday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, that's 12.30 Eastern if you happen to be out in Toronto. And I'd love to see you uh, catch one live. Um, And also, there are a very few spots left if you'd like to get on the Halablab and talk about your business and let a few more people know about it. Right now, I think I have one spot maybe left in February and a couple spots left in March. So if that's good timing for you, reach out to me on the Facebook page or on Twitter at Anita Kirkbride. And we'll get you scheduled in so that we can uh, meet you and tell the world about your business. Okay, so my guest today is Peter Marrera. Peter has spent more than 30 years in journalism in Asia, Europe, and North America. He worked for a decade with The Deal of New York. I don't even know what that is. Maybe you can tell us in a minute. Uh, Serving as London Bureau Chief. Oh, it must be a newspaper. Duh. (laughs) And then covering M&A and finance in the U.S. At Bloomberg, he covered European and U.K. banking and finance. He previously worked for the South China Morning Post in Hong Kong, Knight Ritter Financial in Hong Kong and Seoul, and the Canadian Press's Parliamentary Bureau in Ottawa. His writing has appeared in USA Today, The Globe and Mail, The Toronto Star, National Post, The Chronicle Herald, where he has a column, I believe, still. And The Independent on Sunday from London. Peter is a graduate of the Canadian Securities course. He is the author of Hemingway on the China Front, Backwater, Nova Scotia's Economic Decline, and The Jew Who Defeated Hitler. His first novel, The Hate, is now available. And uh, maybe we'll find some time near the end to tell people what The Hate is and why you got into that, because it's an interesting story and where they can pick up that murder mystery. So welcome, Peter. Thanks for joining me. Anita, thanks so much for having me. I thought that talking to you would be a great way to start off the year with Halablab because you kind of have the pulse 
on what is happening in the startup community here, not just in Halifax, but really, are you Atlantic-wide now or maritime? Yeah, Pan-Atlantic, we cover all four provinces. And uh, when we talk about startups, what we mean is we're talking about innovation companies that are targeting export markets. And uh, the word startup isn't really accurate because it suggests a young company. We're talking about any company that uh, is innovation and, and, high, and high growth. And uh, I think startup has a bit of a, stigma is not the right word, but startup certainly has a certain connotation to it. The people think startups are all about tech and startups are not all about tech. Well, let me give you the definition that we use. We okay. use um, basically any company that we cover has to be based in Atlantic Canada. The, the founders and share, most of the shareholders have to be based in the region. That's point one. Point two is they have to be developing some technology for commercial purposes. So it can't just be a research project. And finally, it's got to be doing a, a product for the global marketplace. So we can't do uh, web development companies whose clients are all here. It's got to be something it shouldn't exist anywhere else. And you're aiming for for exports. About 90 percent of the of the of the revenue of the people we cover come from outside the region. Mm -hmm. So that would include, let's say, a company in Halifax, Carbon Cure. Uh, they inject carbon into concrete when it uh, hardens, rather than heating it and, and emitting carbon into the air. And they're in 100 locations, more than 100 locations, and they just moved into Asia. Fantastic company. Uh, so, okay, obviously Carbon Cure is somebody I should go talk to for the Halablab because I've heard the name Carbon Cure for a long time. I probably at one time knew what they did. That is not what I thought they were about. <laughs> I thought they were an environmental company trying to rid the world of carbon. I didn't realize well, they that's what they did. The second largest emitter of carbon in, in, in industrial terms is the concrete industry exceeded sure. only by oil and gas. So by injecting carbon into concrete instead of cooking it and producing heat and carbon, they are, they are you know, in the forefront of, uh, of green architecture and green construction. Yeah, it, innovations like that are really cool. And I don't think people know just how many really innovative companies we have here in Atlantic Canada. We, we hear about are, big companies, but we don't often hear about some of these more niche companies. What you commonly hear is we are punching well above our weight. We're a small place with a smaller economy, and our economy, you know, is has a disproportionately large large government component. So mm -hmm. the private sector is small here. Now, in addition to reporting on startups, we collect and analyze data on startups, and that's about 50% of our business. It will probably be more than half of it uh, in 2019. Last year, for example, not last year, we're in 2019. In 2017, we identified uh, 486 startups in Atlantic Canada that we, uh, that we tracked, and we collected surveys from 171 of them. And wow. about 20% of them are making more than a million dollars a year in revenue, and about 23% of them are seeing their revenues double or better each year. Mm. So these companies 
they're not just you know a few folks in their garage working on working on planks of wood, of wood set across sawhorses. These are real growing companies. Yeah, and we've had some major. I mean, we we have major major companies that have started up here recently. I'm thinking of. Um, Proposify. Proposify is a, a really big one sort of in my industry that help software that helps agencies like myself build proposals. And yep. I mean, they've just gone through the roof in the last couple of years. Yeah, they're they're very transparent on how their business is doing and they're pretty well doubling their revenues every year. Um, yeah. they, they, I've known Kyle and Kevin, the owners for years now. Um, wonderful people and it's just so great to see them doing so well. For for me, a measure of whether or not a, a company in certain industries is doing well is when I see them um, participating as sponsors or displays at huge industry trade shows. And so I was really surprised and pleased to run into Proposify at the big social media marketing conference I attended last year. And I, it was in San Diego, it's Social Media Marketing World. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I talked to them at their booth for a bit. I didn't get to see Kyle, but I talked to some of the other people and they said it was, it was phenomenal for them. So uh, to me, that was just exciting to see a homegrown company at this big, big conference that I go to every year. And I, I don't think people realize that that's happening in, in lots of industries. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh there's nothing we specialize in. I think five years from now, we'll specialize in ocean technology. That's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of momentum there and there's capital for research and development coming in from uh, from the super cluster. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, considering how small we are, there's tremendous diversification in the region. And that that helps because you never know what sort of expertise you need when you're you're you're, you're innovating and somebody who develops in expertise in, in one facet of a company can, uh, can help out another. One area where we do really well is just the intersection between IT and, and life sciences. Companies like Conduct in Halifax, uh, Densitas and other Halifax-based companies, uh, Resin in Fredericton, we've, we've really had a lot of success in that space. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Conduct, and um oh shoot conduct is really cool they work with the big the big big like nfl teams and that's the right company right yeah they have a platform that helps with sports uh data analytics for sports yeah. uh, for sports medicine and they have i believe the world's largest data bank of medical animation mm. uh, uh it's it's going through the roof and um yeah, if you name a, a North American sports team, they probably their training staff probably uses Conduct. Yeah, it's really cool. I did go through their client portfolio one day, and they've got you know ninety percent of the NFL, ninety percent of NBA, ninety percent of MLB. They've got everybody in there. Anytime someone wins a championship, Conduct tweets you know congratulations to our client so and so yeah. who just won the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, another one that I follow a bit is Affinio, and they provide 
I don't even know if I can describe it, but it's data on your social media and they help you figure out who you should be talking to on social media and what you should be talking to them about. That's kind of my understanding. Yeah, um, they, they've gone beyond da data of social media. That's mm -hmm. how they, they started out. But now their customers are so large that their customers come to them with their own data banks. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about um, groups like, I believe, Walt Disney, uh, BBC World yeah. Service. Um, these these groups come in with lots of data. So what we do is integrate the analysis package of what's happening on social media with their in-house data. And what's really cool about Affinio is they went through the Microsoft Accelerator in okay. Seattle a few years ago, and they've continued to nurture that relationship to the point where they were named last year to a program called Microsoft for Startups. And then they sort of moved to the front of that. So Microsoft sales staff are now selling their technology, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's kind of mind blowing that absolutely. that's coming out of Halifax and not coming out of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, of course, my bias is towards all the things about social media, but I also know, um, and I, I'm bad with the company names because I don't interact with them on a daily basis, but there's somebody doing nanotechnology. Oh, there are a few though. You might be thinking of Sona Nanotech. Maybe. <laughs> Sona Nanotech is a Halifax company. And what they do is they produce gold nanorods for medical research. And there are certain things that gold nanorods can do, but the conventional, well, I should explain what we're talking about is like just very, very microscopic particles of gold. Mm-hmm. Producing them can have, producing them in traditional ways can produce toxic substances, I believe. The nano, the, the Sona nano process does not. Mm. And they've just raised $2 million enlisted on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Uh, they've brought in a new head of, uh, a new CEO from, from uh, Wales. Uh, yeah, it's a story actually the, the technology was developed at, uh, at uh, Mount St. Vincent University. Wow. And they seem like they're away to the races. Are they the same company that's doing, like there's a windshield cover that goes on defense airplanes? No, that is, <laughs> that is um, metamaterial technology. That's um, the one I was thinking of. I heard him speak at, a, at an event here in Halifax, and I thought, holy cow, that... That's coming out of Halifax. <laughs> George is originally from Greece. He uh, was educated in London. And when he was in London, he, you know, went through the mentorship thing. So he had his, um, a lot of his training with uh, uh, Goldman Sachs, actually, uh, you know, a mentorship program there at Peterborough Court in London. Uh, he came here. Um, he has... Meta, he works with metamaterials, which are meta materials that have properties not found in nature. Mm -hmm. And George's metamaterials affect light. So they can do three things. They can filter out certain frequencies of light. They can absorb more light than usual, or they can re re repel light. 
So the first product that he had was the filtering of light, which could filter out laser beams, which is now making sheets that can go on cockpits to right. filter out laser attacks. And his partner is a little uh, European company called Airbus. Uh, George is now moving into other, you know, he's got a, a um, coverings for planes that can you um, that can absorb uh sunlight so it's a, a an, a, an amplified um solar energy solution wow he's got healthcare things that he's working on uh and yes it is all being done here in halifax that that kind of stuff just blows my mind i mean we think about that stuff happening in silicon valley or new york or wherever these big hubs are but to hear about these kind of inventions and this kind of intellectual property coming out of Halifax, just, it makes me really proud to, to be here. Yeah, it's happening all over the world. Like the innovation craze is, it's been a revolution in the, in the, an economic revolution in the last few years. And there's a few things. One is you don't need a ton of money to get started. You're not talking mm. about starting, you know, Ford back in the 1890s or whatever. It, requires a, a good idea, knowledge of technology, and you can get going. Even with life sciences companies, those are more, you know, there's more lab-related stuff, so it's more expensive, but we have the resources here to do it. Mm -hmm. Is so, it the, if I could just say, the mentorship and ecosystem aspects of this are just advancing at light speed around the world. So. There's people helping people get their businesses starting and pushing them forward. And it's community-based projects, mm. which is so great to see. Everything's kind of decentralizing. Yeah. I like that. I like thinking about it that way, that everything is decentralizing. Um, so we're, we're at the start of 2019. Who are some of the companies that you're watching that are maybe going to have a really big year that we haven't heard about yet? Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, uh, this is what I do. So a company that really excites me is a company called Cognitive Spark. That's cognitive with a K and no E at the end. What Cognitive Spark do is they do um, augmented reality so solutions for manufacturers, um, industrial companies, so that if they have a worker in a remote location who has a problem with machinery, Mm -hmm. They can get on this augmented reality thing. Uh, he can communicate with head office where somebody can work with them on the piece of machinery he's working on and they can work through it together. They are just, they're gaining revenue and uh, winning awards right, left and center. Mm -hmm. uh, a Halifax company called Adaptive, that's Adaptive with a double I. One thing about these companies is none of them can spell. <laughs> um, no, it, what Adaptive does is if if you have radiation therapy, they put what's called a bolus over the part that's getting the radiation. And it's basically a donut that fits on your skin. And it takes time to print this thing so it fits you precisely. Adaptive has technology that can 3D print it instantly. And what it means is that as you go through your therapy, if you lose weight, which isn't com which isn't uncommon, mm -hmm. they, they can reprint it very quickly. 
Uh, it's the CEO is a guy called uh, Peter Hickey. Peter's had a few different uh, startups uh, in the IT space. Now he's working with life sciences people. They're really moving ahead. Um, oh gosh, there are so many companies it's difficult to talk about. There's a company that's uh, based in Cape Breton and Toronto called Ubiquay. What they do is they, they, they have technology that reduces the lag time between game players in different parts of the world. For example, if you and I are playing a game, I'm not a gamer myself, if you and I are playing a game and you're in San Diego and I'm in Halifax and you're closer to the, the company server, you're going to have an advantage over me. Uniquay right. does away with that advantage. And the gaming industry is booming, so they're doing really well. Hmm. That's what, I mean, I can't think of any better example of seeing a problem and then making a solution. Exactly. And, um, you know, that's what these people do. They... You know, some just fall in love with, with the technology that they've come up with, but the, the people in the accelerators, the mentors will say, well, what problem are you solving? Mm. And then the next question is, is it a problem or is it an annoyance? If it's just an annoyance, it's not worth it. The next problem is, will or thing is, will people pay you money to right. solve that problem? And then how do you get it out to people around the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who, who are some of the, can you think of any really big companies that we have all heard of that came from here that people probably don't realize are from here? Let me, let me put it another way. Um, I wrote a column just this week about the player that I think will be the most influential player in the startup space in Atlantic Canada this year. And it's a company you've probably heard of it's McCain's from Florenceville, oh. New Brunswick. I'm the, from Florenceville. I grew up in Florenceville. <laughs> McCain's has a head of um, a head of startups and innovation called Nestor Gomez, and they have relationships with some of the real high flyers. They've just taken over management of Trulief and Halifax, and the of Halifax with the goal of becoming the biggest player in vertical farming in North America. You know, if you wow. think about that for a moment, that shows you how big the ambitions are because vertical farming has the ability to be huge uh, in urban farming, in farming, you know, year-round farming, mm -hmm. everywhere in places with low uh, water content. It, you don't have to wait for it to rain. Um, it's low in energy. Uh, it can be used in disaster relief. Keynes mm. also is working with a company called Resin, which are, they have the potential to be world leaders in collecting data from fields and using it to improve crop production. Just those two in itself will make uh, McCain very big, I believe. Well, I mean, okay, so I grew up in Florenceville. I, I lived there from practically from the time I was born until I went to university. So I'm pretty familiar with McCain. They know a little bit about how to grow crops. <laughs> More important, they know how to get to the global market. Yeah. This is absolutely critical because 
right now the Atlantic Canadian startup sector is at the point where we probably have about 80 companies, 90 companies with more than a million in revenue. They're still structured like small companies working in grade B office space in St. John's or Halifax or St. John, wherever. Mm. They need to get in a position where they can reach millions of customers or if they are a B2B company, you know, hundreds of customers. Yeah. Groups like McCain's have the ability to work with them to do that. And I mean, McCain, we sometimes like to think of Halifax as a small community. Florenceville, for those who don't know just how small Florenceville is, Florenceville, I think, has a population of about 1,500 people. Yeah. Total. And yeah. more than, probably more than triple that work at the McCain factories in Florenceville. But it's a really small town. And uh, my my one memory, I have two memories of McCain's. This, this has nothing to do with business at all. But I have two memories of, of growing up in Florenceville and, and living near McCain. One is that my junior high was located right across the parking lot from the french fry plant and on french fry cooking day we would have to sit through the smell of french fries cooking all day <laughs> I, would, I would have been in heaven well you know back then it was pretty good um and the other thing was they used to open up they, they had a pie and cake plant there too and they used to open it up once a year and you could go in and you could buy bulk whatever you wanted really really cheap as a way of giving back to the community that supported them but yeah. i mean again it, it really just blows my mind to see this huge global company coming from well from the maritimes but even from a tiny little town of 1500 people sure i mean walmart is based in fayetteville arkansas you yeah. know it, it happens it does so i guess you know we shouldn't we shouldn't my point is we shouldn't look at Halifax and say, oh, Halifax is too small. You can't do anything from Halifax. It's too small. And that is Halifax is small. Um, Halifax is in the unfortunate position of being small, but think it's the biggest, you know, on the block, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. We need the support and cooperation of the other parts of the Atlantic of Atlantic Canada, because we're just uh, a population of 2.2 million, which is what half the size, a third the size of Greater Toronto. Yeah. Um, Halifax is too small to get where we want to go if Halifax doesn't play nice with everyone else. So far, we have the cooperation between all the parties is pretty good. Um, we've got to make sure it continues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so who are some of the big players coming out of the other provinces just that we should be aware of? Oh, big players. Who should you look at? So I mentioned Resson. Resson raised $14 million last year, and they raised, I think, $17 million two years before that. Wow. So $30 million in capital that they've raised. They've got an office in Silicon Valley. They're working with McCain's. Uh, they were just – they just received investment from, from – uh, Mohindra and Mahindra of India, which is wow. the largest tractor maker. So it means that they're working to produce tractors, which will be data collection tools for farmers. 
you know, again, it's kind of mind blowing when you think about this stuff. Mm. Let's also take um, a look at Celtics in um, in, uh, in St. John. Uh, have you ever written a screenplay? Well, I haven't, no. <laughs> if you had, you probably would have used Celtic software because they are the world leader in, in pre-production software in the film industry globally. Um, founded by a wonderful guy called Mark Kennedy's great, great raconteur, great guy to spend time with. And, you know, a lot of companies say, oh, we are leaders in this or we're leaders in that. They are definitely leaders. The next bridge for them to cross is to get into the big studios. Mm. And, um, you know, I believe they'll find a way to do it. Uh, mm. You know, very exciting company. Again, who would think that something like that is based here in the Maritimes? You would, you would assume something like that is based in Hollywood or maybe New York. Yeah. Well, as I said, there are probably about 80 companies that are really well on their way. We, we, you know, there are established companies like uh, LED Roadway Lighting, which is a really big company here in Halifax. They've got yeah. global reach. They're, they're established. Um, Virafin in, in, uh, in uh, St. John. Um, I was in St. John a couple of months ago, and I'd always thought Virafin was about 200 people. They're still growing by magnitude each year. They now have 370 people working there. They do um, uh, software to prevent money, money laundering and fraud for mid-sized American banks. And there are wow. about 8,000 potential clients that they can go to. Um, yeah, there is just this core of very exciting companies that uh, are reaching international markets from Atlantic Canada. So, okay, last question about this, and then I want to talk about your book. So are there, well, I guess we're going to talk about your book because that question just went whew, right out of my head, whatever that question was. <laughs> um, all right, so you're, you've been a journalist for 30 years. You've written a few nonfiction books, but now you've delved into the, the uh, fiction arena with a murder mystery called The Hate. Yeah. So what is The Hate and why did you pick The Hate? Okay, The Hate is short for Haight-Ashbury, which is a neighborhood in San Francisco. And it's where the whole LSD flower child movement started in 1967. Um, you know, the Grateful Dead came out of there, Jefferson Airplane, etc. It is sort of ground zero for the hippie movement. And I hitchhiked down there twice from Vancouver in 1981. Absolutely fell in love with the place and have wanted to write about it all the time. I started years ago to dabble with, with writing a murder mystery. It took a long time for me to get it right. And so The Hate is a murder mystery set in Haight-Ashbury in 1968. Um, a, an artist is murdered in one of the old Victorian houses down there, and a, um, the head of uh, the homicide for it, uh, the San Francisco Police Department is investigating, and he's eager to spend time in Haight-Ashbury because his daughter is a runaway there and he's been looking for her. Hmm. So that is the story. So the, the first question everybody wants to know is who done it? Well, you'll have to read the book to find <laughs> out. 
All right, no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, but this is this is the plan is for this to be part of a series, right? Not just a one-off. Well, you and I were sort of you and I sat down and got this got our systems working earlier on the the interview, and then we had about a fifteen-minute uh, pause. I went back to a editing book two. So I've done three drafts of it, and now I'm in the editing phase. And by the end of this month, I should have something to to get to my publisher. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, and your the hate is available. The hate is available uh, from Bookmark on Spring Garden Road. Go in and uh, and uh, talk to Mike Ham about it. They've been fantastic supporters. They're just such wonderful people. If you're not in Halifax, it's available on um, on Amazon. Awesome. And, um, you know, if you buy it, if you read it, please leave a review. <laughs> reviews, yeah, reviews make the world go round. Now, speaking of speaking of reviews, I mean, that's one small area of social media. And we haven't really talked a whole lot about social media today. So is social media helping you get the, how are you using social media for any of your business right now? Okay. Let's talk about Entrevestor first. Sure. Um, post three times a day with post each story three times a day. I post each story three times on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a, a little over 5,000 Twitter followers, so it's a great uh, way to get the articles out. I've got 3,000 followers on LinkedIn, so uh, posting on LinkedIn is very helps a lot. On Facebook, I have the Entrevestor page, which people are welcome to, to like and to follow. Um, I also post in the uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia uh, discussion groups when the story is relevant to Nova Scotia or New Brunswick, respectively. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of the easy part. The harder part is using social media to get a following for a book. Uh, the hardest part for me is Entrevestor is it's really going great guns right now, uh, especially on the data analysis side. Uh, it's sort of all my headspace or most of it is given to 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 building Entrevestor. Uh, what's left over is given to writing the next book. Mm -hmm. What I should be doing is blogging, posting on the you know. Inter interacting with, with murder mystery readers on social media. I let myself down there just because there's only so many hours in a day. Oh, absolutely. But maybe a few murder mystery readers will reach out to you when they hear this. I, so I I'm, I'm sure some of the people who the listen book, to this. The book has had fantastic reviews. On Amazon Canada, we've had uh, 13 reviews and 12 of them have been five stars. That one person, darn it, that yeah, one person. Yeah, he's a four-star. The adjectives he used in his review were great, but he chose four-star rather than five. He's just a tough nut, tough nut. Um, so which which of the social platforms is your favorite? Well, you use them for different things, don't you? Absolutely. Probably Facebook. You know, I mean, I have Facebook for entrepreneur and then my personal site, I just restrict to, to friends. Mm -hmm. um, I really like Facebook. 
you know, every, I know it's not a cool thing to say. Um, <laughs> I, I think it is for your demographic. <laughs> well, but it, you know, not, not so much for the 13 year old that's living here, but for the rest no, of us. My demographic with Entrevestor is probably 25 to 35 year olds. Mm -hmm. They would probably be about 60% of our readers. And Facebook is so great at presenting the story, letting people access the story, letting people comment and discuss the story. Yeah. And Twitter, you know, gets, Twitter's good because Twitter is really just a headline. Mm -hmm. um, and then people can click on the story. It's got great reach. But there seems to be a fuller experience with Facebook. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you find that, that people reach out to you to tell you, oh, hey, there's this company you should check out? Or do you still have to go and find them? Both. Um, you know, the, the thing that's maddening about Twitter is when uh, people tweet, oh, my God, we just, you know, landed Molson, Molson as a customer. And I contact them and say, that's great. We'd love to do a story about it. And they say, no, we're in stealth mode. <laughs> To which I say, in stealth mode, don't tweet about it. Anyway, yeah, well, that's a good that's a good tip. So yeah, if you're in stealth mode, maybe don't tweet that you're getting multi-global companies. Exactly. Um, no, I see. You know what people are doing or what people are saying on social media. People email me themselves or on behalf of other people. I spend a lot of time as a journalist going to the events sitting down with people, asking what's going on. And I spend most of my time in, a, in the Halifax area. I make a point of visiting each province regular, as regularly as I can, of keeping tabs on what's going on there. You know, if I'm talking to people from Newfoundland or PEI or New Brunswick or, or Cape Breton, asking them what's got buzz in your community now, just like any journalist does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so last last question. Um, anything big coming to Halifax this year that the startup community should be aware of? Big events or big opportunities that maybe we're not hearing enough about that you want to give a shout out to? Okay, well, Entrevestor will be expanding and launching a new initiative. So, you know, watch this space. We'll be doing things. Um, Volta. Volta's gone through the same experience that Communitech in, in Kitchener-Waterloo has gone through in as much as it just tripled its space and boom, yeah. it was full. So Volta is now firing on all cylinders. They've got a lot going on there. Um, it's an innovation space that's very accessible to the public, to, to the city. Um, yeah, they're in a great space now in the bottom of the Maritime Center. I mean, do they have two floors now? They have more than two floors, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And, you know, they're not stopping there. I, I shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm saying this as a journalist, you know, just they, there's more they can do. There's more they will do. Um, the other thing to watch, it's not an event so much as we're starting to see revenues come through for life sciences companies in a meaningful way. And BioNova put out a, 
fantastic report on where they see the how they see the growth happening in the next the next 12 years so by 2030 they've established baseline metrics in terms of revenue employment etc they've set targets for those same metrics for 12 years from now and they've explained how they how they're going to reach those targets it was a fantastic report it will be really interesting to see how it all unfolds hmm. well that sounds interesting and i know you know besides volta we've got seed we've got the center for women in business we've got uh, innovacore and acoa and the cbdc's and there's all kinds of places where startups are getting help and there's lots of events nsbi's uh, scale up cambridge program is that's good because the, the companies that really create economic impact are not a lot of little companies. They're the one or they're the handful of big companies that are really, you know, growing their revenues by a million dollars a year and adding 15 or 16 employees a year. And those mm -hmm. companies are working with NSBI and ACOA in the Boston area through that program. Yeah. There's there's so much going on. And I think 2019 is going to be a growing year for Halifax, not just in the startup community, but I hear real estate's going to boom this year and the ships are going to boom and everything's going to boom this year, I hope. Uh, I, everything depends on the global economy. Um, uh, I'm not overly impressed with the leadership of the world right now. I don't think anyone is. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of turbulence out there that will affect what happens locally oh absolutely absolutely but we're gonna we're gonna uh, assume things are gonna go well <laughs> at least yeah. here in halifax things are on the way up yep absolutely all right well i think that's a good place to end for today so thank you very much for joining me and uh giving a shout out my cats decided to get in on the action here giving a shout out to some of the companies that you're following and uh, giving me some ideas of some new companies to look up. And I, I highly encourage everybody who is listening to check out these companies and see what they're doing because we've got a lot of really cool stuff happening right here in Halifax. And I think we should be proud of the ecosystem that we've built here. I say we, like I had a part in building that ecosystem, but I think we need to be really proud of what is happening here and support the businesses here as they make all the good news um, announcements, uh, not just talk about them if they're closing. So I want people to start supporting the businesses that are here and are doing really well and support all the good news stuff while they can. So. Anita, thanks so much for asking me to join you. It's been a real, a real treat. Well, it's always fun to talk to you, Peter, because I get to talk about all these companies I don't I don't know very much about. And that's kind of what the Hellablab is all about, is learning about companies that are new to us. So thanks for joining me today. If anybody listening is interested in, in grabbing one of those last few spots for 2019 in February or March, please reach out to me on the Facebook page or you can send an email to uh, info at twerp.ca and that's twerp with an I. And uh, we'll get you set up with a date that we can talk about you and your business. So that's it for today. We will see you next week with another episode and stay social Halifax. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halablab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or 
Catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halablab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.